Hello. This is Aaron James Brown, the Director of Discipleship. And Greg Crusoe, the Director of Operations. Uh, we're from Urban Village Church, a Jesus-loving, inclusive community with four sites in Chicago, Illinois. And you are listening to Ask a Pastor, A Way to Pray, our special Lenten podcast for 2018. In this podcast, UVC staff members and pastors answer your difficult and dangerous questions about prayer and offer spiritual practices that will transform your life. And Grant and I are recording at our co-working space. Yes. So if you hear some noises in the background, people are co and working. Uh, So our first question this week is, is it necessary to pray? Um, And I've got some thoughts about this um, because prayer plays a big role in my life. I pray every day. It's a spiritual practice I uh, not only enjoy, but I believe has uh, power in my life and efficacy and agency, the whole bit, right? Um, But there are a growing number of people who, I don't even say growing, I think there's just always been people there who don't necessarily hold that view. And I always notice it whenever I'm getting ready to eat. Um, Because especially when I'm getting ready to eat in like large groups, but I notice it even more when I'm getting ready to eat with like other churchy people who like don't pray. They just run right in because like culturally that's the thing that I grew up with. You pray before you eat, you know, pray bedtime prayers. Um, But for me, those things like were necessary. But for other people, they're not. And so that's where this question comes from. Yeah, I grew up sometimes praying before we ate, not like always, but I kind of made a radical choice not to do it because I lived in a really conservative Christian community where it felt like pressure from society to do it rather than something I wanted to do. But I hear you saying it is a way of preserving culture for you. Is that? Yeah, that's part of it. Um, I remember there's a guy in college. We were we went to the calf one night, um, and I noticed he didn't pray for EA. And I asked him about it, and he was like, "Oh, you know, I pray all day long. Mm-hmm. Like I pray when I'm walking. I pray like when I'm doing homework, whatever. Like so, it's not a thing where I just need to do it right here, right now. And that kind of challenged me about, well, why am I doing it? Why do I just do this at dinner time or you know whatever? Um, and so it really helped open prayer up for me to be one, like this cultural reinforcement, but also like, this is the thing that just needs to walk with me throughout my day and not be relegated to certain times or activities. Mm-hmm. And then like the question also has for me a sense of uh, what's the point or what happens when I pray? Why is it necessary for me to pray? And I guess for me, the answer is uh, when I pray, I feel the effect has more change on me than it probably does on God. And so I find it's necessary for me to pray in order to feel more at peace in my life. So the times when I really, really do pray are when I'm feeling really stressed or when I wake up in the middle of the night with lots of anxiety and I find myself more often nowadays returning to prayer as a way of giving myself calm and a sense of um, not just feeling isolated, but connected to a larger God and community who have been doing this for a long time. So that's like the necessity factor for me or why it's necessary for me to pray is for my own mental health and well-being. But I wonder if you have a similar or different answer. Yeah, I think over time, the necessity part for me has been more about communion with God. 
not that like I'm just gonna pray for this Bentley and tomorrow there's gonna be a Bentley outside my apartment building. Like, no, that's not that's not the purpose of it for me, nor do I believe that that's how it works. Mm-hmm. I do believe we can pray for things, but for me it's more about centering myself, getting as best I can on one accord with God, um, remaining in that presence so that even when I go out in the world, I may not have the Bentley, but I have a way to be in the world and I know, you know, I can make it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I recently at one of my small groups started incorporating certain prayer practices and somebody came up to me afterwards and they were like, that prayer worked because I now have a job offering at this location. And I was like, is it the prayer that worked or is it like the fact that we did this collectively that worked? What is the necessity which comes before the other? But I think the act of praying for another person too is necessary because it is a sign of love and community for another person. Because So what happened was they had a prayer request for a job and I was the person who was supposed to pray for their prayer request and they said, oh, your prayer worked. And I was like, what is necessary is us being reminded of one another and being cared for one another and lifting that up to God because God wants to hear those things. So that reminds me of another story from college. I won't give out his name because I won't put him out here like this but there's a guy who I was hanging out with one night and somehow we came up on this scenario of like oh man if I passed out right now like what would you do like would you you know call police whatever get some help uh and he looked over me and his question had nothing to do with first responders or anything it was just about can you get a prayer through and I was like man I feel real judged right now like can I get a prayer through uh you know this guy hearing me right now to make sure your life gets saved uh yeah, and so, but I, I, it, it, your response brought that to mind that, you know, there are some people for whom it is a very, like, visceral, very present, in the moment, I need this thing right now, and I had to serve a God who can do this thing right now, right? Um, so I believe your prayers work. I like your prayers. Um, but I believe mine works. I believe other people's prayers work. But I also know that there are space for people who don't see prayer as a, a part of their daily experience. And my question then becomes, well, how do you commune with God if prayer is not it? Um, and I don't know. I don't have all the answers to that, but I know this is how I mm-hmm. commune. Mm-hmm. And our uh, Christian faith and scripture teaches us that prayer, God is moved by prayer. In uh, stories with Moses, God changes God's mind because Moses cries out and asks God to repent and offer salvation for the people that God was so angry with. And uh So our tradition tells us prayer is necessary for movement and action and change to happen in the world, too. So it's important to remember that and hold that. Well, also, Jesus could get a prayer through, right? (laughs) He was praying, but he, I mean, he prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane, but it it didn't stop what needed to happen from happening, right? But he had wisdom in his prayer about how he went about it. He had a very human side of, yes, I don't want this thing to happen because I'm human, but also the spiritual side of like, I get where we're going with this. So like, just be with me. Yeah. He, he added a tagline. Like, <laughs> yeah. um, what's our next question? Um, so the next question we have is still related to prayer, um, but it's more about the communal aspect of it. So this question is, do you need someone's permission to pray for them? Uh I'm just going to lean on good old wisdom of my elders and say no. Um, That's the same way of, of, to me, uh, well, I don't want to say that. I think it's a little bit different because 
Prayer can be a very personal thing, but can also be communal. You can pray in large groups. Plenty of people do it every day, every week, whatever. Um, but you can also just go home and pray by yourself. You could be in the bathroom at work and pray by yourself, right? So it's really difficult to know when you're going to get somebody's permission to pray for a thing. This person about this job offer that they wanted, they probably like sought you out and maybe asked for a prayer for that. That's cool. They wanted that. They sought you out. It's different if I have a child and my child is going through some stuff at school and they're maybe, you know, kind of shy or, or anxious to tell me about it or want to tell me. I'm still going to pray for my kid. Like, I, I'm not going to wait for them to like say, hey, I need you to pray for me, you know. Uh, or anyone in my family or friends or whatever. Um, but I do think that speaks to the level of what per what purpose prayer serves in your life and not necessarily theirs and what you're seeking versus what they actually need. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think the question or the answer I have is based on my training as a hospital chaplain. So when I served as a chaplain in a hospital, I would often lead by asking the person, what would you like me to pray for? So that I didn't make assumptions about what they wanted based on their health and wellness. And I was often surprised that people didn't even want like anything they might be experiencing related to being in the hospital. They wanted something prayed for that was completely different. And so being respectful enough to ask someone what they want prayed for, how they want to be prayed for will surprise you and um, being able to negotiate within yourself like how you want to word that prayer too. Does it align with how you believe God works in the world is uh, being authentic with who you are too. But I think it also makes the prayer more effective for that person if you ask for what they want to pray and they're able to articulate it for themselves. Whereas if I'm praying for my child who m might be what was your example? Might be going through some stuff at school. Going through something at school. Since I don't know what they're going through, it feels like I, maybe I'm praying more for understanding about how I can interact with my child and or just feeling deep sympathy and sadness that I don't know what's happening. Um, and I still think God cares about that. And it's important to pray in those moments too. But Yeah. Listen, I if my kid is getting bullied at school. It's going to be real hard for me to sit down and pray. I'm going to want to go do something about that. It's a little bit different. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it, it depends on the situation. I think it depends on where you are in the situation, too, and your your proximity to whatever the prayer is about or what the person is about or this, the issue is about. Uh, you know, we send these thoughts and prayers out on Twitter and Facebook after there's some major catastrophe that likely could have been, pre been prevented in this country at least, um, I don't know where those thoughts of prayers go. I don't mm -hmm. know to whom <laughs> those are being sent uh, or the spirit that they come out of, but I know that those families or the people impacted in these tragedies, some of them may have asked for prayer, but some of them are probably just asking for a solution, right? Mm -hmm. So there's very different uh, orientations to like when and how to pray and permission. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I wonder if you were to ask those families how they would want to be prayed for if their prayer would also be tied with an action of something to do. Because prayer is not just words that we speak, but it can be movement with our hands and our bodies. And prayer, also prayer doesn't have to be us having all the words and knowing exactly how to pray for each other. But scripture says that the spirit intercedes on our behalf or groans on our behalf when we don't have the words to pray for. So also knowing that when you're praying for someone without their permission, 
you don't even have to say anything. It can just be, sometimes I just like to say, oh, God bless them. Because <laughs> that's like my Texas roots. But also like uh, when I don't know what to say or I know that my own emotion is so intense, I'm, I'm not going to say something nice. <laughs> so not to steal your thunder for your uh, your song recommendation, which is coming up in a little yeah. bit. But uh, just to be clear, Grant gave me my song recommendation. <laughs> I have no credit there. <laughs> um, there's a saying that I've heard from some of my elders, and I'm sure other people have heard it in other places. But uh, this notion of you pray with your feet, mm-hmm. um, and that prayer is a thing that involves action or is itself action. Um, and so that's a different discussion about what a prayer is, but. Um, for me about this whole communal piece, it's like, okay, I have communion with God, but like, how does that call me to communion with other people? Whether I'm going through a certain thing, or if I'm just like giving thanks for something, right? Like that's to me is prayer too. Uh, how do I give thanks outside of just me saying it? Maybe that's an action, or maybe it could be like expressing that thanks by writing a thank you card to somebody, you know? Um, so yeah, prayer is different things for different people too. Yeah. So Grant alluded to uh, every week we try and end with a spiritual practice to help you incorporate prayer in your life more, um, to make prayer more accessible. And so this week we are offering music meditation, which is, is that a way you like to pray, Grant? Um, not really. And I love music. <laughs> okay. But yeah. Well, never mind then. <laughs> but... Uh, Our suggestion this week is to find a song without lyrics. Uh, Maybe you have a favorite song. Maybe you need a recommendation, and we'll offer some recommendations in a second. And while you're listening to that song, it's probably about three to five minutes long, take a moment to meditate on why you are praying, what you are praying for, and what is the purpose of your prayer. And some people like journaling. Some people can... Uh, keep their thoughts together while they're meditating. (laughs) So if you find yourself feeling scattered, feel free to journal some of those questions. The questions again are, why are you praying? What are you praying for? And what is the purpose of your prayer? And if you need some song suggestions, Grant, do you have a song suggestion? Yes. Uh, It's a song called Waves by an artist from California named Freddie Joaquin. Uh, Some of my fellow hip hop heads will know the sound of the song uh, from J. Cole's song, False Prophets, which samples uh, waves from Freddie Joaquin. Excellent. And uh, since I kind of threw myself under the bus, (laughs) uh, Grant also suggested we pray with our feet by Hal Weary. I love jazz and know nothing about it, so I'll go off of Grant's recommendations. Yes, it's a good song. We should (laughs) all go listen to We Pray With Our Feet by Hal Weary. So, uh, that's it. Cool. Cool. Thanks for listening to the Ask a Pastor podcast, A Way to Pray. If this podcast is giving you life this week, consider giving financially to UBC on our website at urbanvillagechurch.org backslash give. At our website, you can also learn more about the bold, inclusive, relevant community at Urban Village Church. And our website, again, is urbanvillagechurch.org. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. 
If you live in the Chicagoland area, we'd love to see you in worship at one of our four sites across the city. And send us your Ask a Pastor questions at info at urbanvillagechurch.org. Would you like to have a benediction? provide a benediction for our listeners? Sure. Um, I won't call this a prayer, um, but what I will say is that I'd like for you to go forth in peace and strength and clarity and simplicity and find your way to connect with the divine this week. Awesome. See ya.